Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm a mentor, four times author, leader of my Bold Darling Mastermind for female entrepreneurs, retreat host, and I've gotten to host this podcast for five years. As with all of my work, this show is to serve female entrepreneurs who want to optimize their energy and their mindsets in order to build the businesses and lives of their dreams. I've walked this entrepreneurial path for 11 years now, and I can tell you that there is a way to have a business you love and still have the space and time for all the other parts of your life that make you, you. Whether your number one priority right now is to scale your business, upgrade your finances, rediscover yourself, find more energy, get more organized, reconnect with yourself, or build a life and or business that's more aligned for you, or all of the above, I am here as your guide on the show to help you make it a reality. Listen in on my dulcet Irish tones as I share tales from the front line of my business and mentoring, behind the scenes insights on how I'm approaching life and business, and speak with brilliant expert guests. Search The Lorraine Murphy Show wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode drops every Friday. Subscribe to make sure you always catch the freshest episodes. Let's dive in to this week's show. Hi, hi, hi. Please pull up a chair and join me for this week's episode. It's a chatty episode this week. I love these ones where I talk to you about a couple of different things that are going on behind the scenes in my life and business. And I'm also so excited for the amazing response to the Dear Lorraine episodes. This is where I get my agony aunt hat on and they've been so fun and so rewarding to create because I get so many messages from people who say that was so perfectly timed. Thank you. So yes, lots more of those coming too. So two big things I want to talk to you about as part of this episode. Number one is my rebrand. So you may have noticed there is a new look and intro to the show. I am in the midst of a big rebrand, which just went live this week. And it really felt probably for the last year, I've just been feeling a bit itchy and like I really want to package all of my work up into an upgraded and juiced look and feel. So my logo has stayed the same. However, I have a whole new website and the podcast artwork has changed as well to really align with the website as well. And the reason for this is it just felt like it was time for a refresh. I've had my website for four years. It's four years to this month that I've had the website that I had and I loved it when it was created. I still love it. It's beautiful. However, it just feels like a lifetime ago. I launched that website around, it was the same month that I published Baby, You're Remarkable, my third book. And just so much has happened in four years and it just felt like, as beautiful as the site was, it felt like it was just kind of a pair of shoes that didn't quite fit anymore. So I committed, I was actually going to do it the second quarter of this year, the whole rebrand. And then with still settling into Spain and also moving house and Lexi had chicken pox and just there was a lot going on in the business. I just said, look, I really want to make sure that I give this the time and space that it deserves. So yes, pushed it back to this quarter and I'm really, really happy that I did. We have done the entire rebrand in a month. Been incredible, and it's an absolute testament to my brilliant team 
for the work that they have done on it. I've got an incredible graphic designer, Stacy, who's pretty much been on speed dial for the last couple of weeks, especially. And Zoe, so I have built, my previous website was built in WordPress. Bold Darling was built in Kajabi. And gradually as I've been launching new offers, so for example, my Amplify You program is built in Kajabi. My Bali retreat page is in Kajabi. Bold Darling has been in Kajabi since day one. So it kind of felt like I was gradually starting to build up my footprint in Kajabi. So now everything is built in there, which feels really good just to have everything in the one ecosystem. So it's very clean. It's very simple and it feels feels more elevated and it feels more wise in brackets, hopefully. <laughs> That's the intention. And it's been really interesting to do this rebrand. You know, I thought it would just be about the visuals and the aesthetic and making things look pretty and wrapped up in, you know, upgraded packaging. However, what I've really felt is that as I've been doing this rebrand, it has really forced me to look at all the different elements of my business and look at what what could do with being upgraded, what could do with being elevated. And it's like my whole energy around my business has shifted and changed and elevated as well. I went for a coffee at Wade this morning and I haven't actually shown him the website yet. And I was scrolling through showing it to him and I was just saying to him, it's just, I feel completely differently about my business. Like there's, there's lots of different areas now that I feel like, okay, I want to use this and use that. And There's something around having my branding exactly where I want it to be that is inviting me to get everything else where I want it to be as well. Whether that's the team, there's a couple of new hires that I'm looking to make at the moment in the business or the products and the offers and the content that I'm putting out there. It's just, yeah, renewed everything. It's been really, really exciting. So yeah, I think I felt that rebrand is just marketing, but what I'm realizing is rebrand is actually a mindset shift. It's a real mindset upgrade. So yeah, that's been very, very exciting. So some things that that has really, I don't want to say forced me to do, but it has given me a timeline to do is just making everything a lot more streamlined. So for example, I've launched a new offer. So it's a power hour of mentoring, one-on-one mentoring with me. And what I've created, and it was actually based on something, Abby White, who's a brilliant sales guru, and I interviewed her on how to create a sales strategy on the show a few months ago. And she was talking about how more and more people are seeking a seller-free experience. They just want to get in, buy the thing, and not have to talk to anyone, do discovery calls, any of the things. So I'm really playing with that now on the new website, whereby it's fully automated. You can go on there, review what the Hour of Power offer is. You can click to buy it. You then do all of your scheduling via Calendly. You get an automated email from me and an automated questionnaire. So it means then when I sit down to prep for my hour of power sessions, the questionnaire is there. It's all on my calendar. We're we're ready to go. So I'm really excited for that. I haven't had that level of automation in my business to date, and I'm excited to play with that and explore where else that might take me as well. It's also so much more organized because I had all these programs. I've got five flagship programs now that a huge amount of work has gone into, but they were all living in different places with different mechanics and all of the things. So what I have done now, well, not I have done Zoe, my brilliant Kajabi guru has done is everything has been set up. It's got its own sales page within Kajabi. It's got its own checkout page. And and then there is a a portal now. So rather than getting an email with some links to program or to videos and so on, everything now has its own dedicated portal. So we've got now five dedicated portals. So everything relating to that particular program is saved and is easy to navigate. And it's just so much better. 
And I honestly couldn't believe how disorganized some of my filing was. There was a couple of programs where I was like, shit, where is like video, the we video for week five? So it's really forced me con- to consolidate everything and get a lot more organized, which, yeah, it's just so much more of an empowering and clear place to be operating from. And, and it's also a lot more integrated. As I said, everything is now built in Kajabi. Everything is talking to everything. It feels so much better. So much better. So what I'm actually doing at the moment, we're right in the middle of it as this episode goes live, is I'm hosting a flash sale. And this is to celebrate my new site and to really encourage people to come over and have a look and have an explore around the new site. So as I mentioned, I've got five flagship programs. And I've got four of them, four of those five are available right now for just $99. And that is only until this Sunday. So it's an epic saving of between two to $300 per program. So there's my Get Remarkably Organized program, which is eight weeks to really help you get in the driving seat of your life and business. There's Create Academy, which is really aimed at enabling you to on, on, on ignite and unlock your innate creativity. I love that program. There's couple goals, which Wade and I actually co-created together, which is all about setting your goals together as a couple and really putting in place the infrastructure in your day-to-day life and the checkpoints and the, the, the communications in order to enable you to achieve those goals together. There is Step Into You, which has a very, very, very special place in my heart. It's all about helping you rediscover your energy, rediscover your purpose, really finding your mojo. I talk about Step Into You as the program for you if you've been feeling like a low-res version of yourself and you want to create that elevated version of yourself, almost like a (laughs) rebrand for you. And it was actually that program and the incredible reception that that program got when I launched it that turned into my Step Into You book. So yeah, special place in my heart for that one as well. So there's four programs in there. As I said, they are just $99 each. That's a saving of two to $300. So for example, Get Remarkably Organized, that program is normally at $297 and it's available for just $99. So that is my gift to you to celebrate my new site and to really encourage you to, as I said, come over, check it out. And it feels really, really good to make this work extra, extra accessible. I try to keep my programs priced within a an accessible level because the programs are really geared at those who maybe right now at this moment in time don't have the budget available to work with me one-on-one. So my whole intention with the programs is that you feel like you are moving through a one-on-one mentoring program with me, but for a fraction of the investment and... <laughs> Obviously, the investment is even less as part of this flash sale. So just a reminder, that is actually only open for 72 hours. So midnight, and if you're listening to this after the point, I'm sorry, midnight, Sunday, 6th of August, that flash sale is is closing. So yeah, please enjoy the new site. And I want to say a huge, 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 huge thank you to my brilliant team, Stacey, Zoe, Sam, Aileen, Mark. You have just been next level incredible at how you have pulled together and each brought your own stellar superpower to to creating this together it is no mean feat to create a rebrand from absolute scratch in just 30 days particularly 
when the person who was the subject of the rebrand ducked off on a retreat to Ibiza for a week. More on that in a second. So thank you, team. You're my heroes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so happy with how it has all turned out. So as I mentioned, the other, I've got two things I want to talk to you about this week. And the second is my retreat. I shared a little bit about my Ibiza retreat on Insta and had lots of questions. So I figured, okay, I need to get on and answer, answer the questions and do a little behind the scenes of the retreat experience. So first of all, I had actually put on my goals at the start of 2023 to attend two retreats probably underestimated the enormity of moving country. (laughs) And I got to, God, what was it? It was early July. I did my end of my half year review at the end of June, early July, and realized that actually, Lorraine, you haven't even done one of these retreats yet. So really set about looking into those retreats. I had one that was hosted by an influencer that I followed for a very long time, and hers looked incredible. And I sat on it and... By the time I actually said, okay, cool, I was back and forth with the team and chatting a bit to wait about it. Um, By the time I actually said, okay, screw it, let's do it, let's make it happen, that last spot was gone. So I missed out on that one. So when I found another one, I actually found it just through Google searching. There's a woman called Laura who has run a retreat business from Ibiza for the last 14 years. And I found her retreat and it pretty much ticked every single box for the things that I love. It had meditation, it had yoga, it had cacao ceremony, it had sound healing, massage, practitioners, set in nature. If you had like a checkbox of all the things that I would love as part of a retreat, they were all there. So I was really excited to see hers and reached out to her and she said, look, I've got one last spot. There was actually a room that she doesn't normally open up at this particular venue. And she said, look, I've had so much interest that I'm opening up this last spot. But she said, I do have a few people who are asking about it. So please come back to me soon if you do want it, because I don't want you to miss out. And she said, look, it hasn't got its own bathroom, but it's your own private room. So yeah, up to you if if you would like to take it. And had a chat with Wade, really didn't want to miss out on another retreat and he was cool with me doing it so I got booked got my flights organized and yeah it was happening and it was fascinating you know when people book into my retreats so I'm hosting a retreat in Bali in October and when people book it they they message me afterwards and say oh my god I'm so excited now that I finally booked I'm so excited and that's exactly the feeling I had when I booked my retreat just knowing that that break is coming and that spaciousness is coming just meant that I could double down in every other area of my life and just, you know, trust that the breathing space was coming. So yeah, I had this instant feeling of relief and really beautiful, high vibe anticipation when I knew that it was coming. It's really, really, really exciting. And and I should just say as well, you know, I've done a number of retreats. I've been going on retreats now for 11 years. I did my first one when I was 18 months into my first business. And I've done a combination of, you know, health retreats and spiritual retreats and a mixture of guided or like self-guided, which is where, you know, for the last six years I've been going to Bali and designing my own retreats now that I spent quite a bit of time there. And I know the healers and the experiences that I know and love. So I did actually really want to create a guided, I wanted to tap into a guided retreat. I just wanted to be able to fully fall back and let someone else make all of the the decisions. And I also wanted someone else to be the pace setter. You know, 
I find when I go to Bali, I call it Bali Busy, where I pack my whole day with ecstatic dance and cacao and a healer here. And then let's run and do this di- different type of meditation that I've never tried. I can be very Bali Busy and it sounds ridiculous, but in its own right, that can be exhausting. And there's, there's almost too much to integrate when I'm doing that much, that, that level of inner work in a day. So I really wanted someone else to be the pace setter. And what I really loved about Lara's retreats is that she, like me, creates a daily rhythm whereby every afternoon is completely free for participants to go and and do their own thing. And I really wanted to feel that space. It has felt like a year with very little slash no space given, yeah, the move and, you know, moving house again in Spain and just getting our head around everything here and trying to find our new flow as a family away from the usual support and just the systems and structures that we're used to having from Australia. So that, yeah, I just wanted someone else to be in the driving seat and tell me what to do (laughs) for a change. And so about the retreat. So it was on Ibiza Island and you may know Ibiza just for the party, party, party side of things. So Ibiza, it's, and I'm very layman's terms, it's very basically spill it into the north of the island and the south of the island. The south of the island is the party, 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 you know, all the huge mega clubs like Pasha and Manumission and all the things. And then the north of the island is a lot slower pace. There's a real conscious community that is really thriving on that end of the island. And you can drive from one end to the other. I mean, we did one end to the other on our second last night at the retreat because we had this beautiful closing ceremony down at the beach and probably took 30 minutes to drive from one end to the other. But yeah, I pretty much was closeted in in our beautiful venue. The venue that we stayed in was like a main house, which was absolutely beautiful. And then there was a number of different external structures. So I was pretty much in a barn (laughs) with a beautiful Balinese bed. And then there was a mixture of private rooms, double rooms and twin share rooms within that venue. So I flew there. I arrived really quite exhausted, I think, because I really wanted to create the space for myself when I got to Ibiza. So I really got my head down and cleared as much as humanly possible, particularly with the rebrand. I wanted to get on that plane to Ibiza, knowing that all of the team had, they were pretty much filled up as much as possible with things to work on that wouldn't require my input. So I was really trying to review and get back to them on on different things before I left. So I really did arrive exhausted. And I think it's you know, one of those things, once you know that that window's coming, when that window actually finally arrives, you just go and relax. Like your body just knows, all right, I'm done. And it really did hit me. I took a photo of myself. I'll actually share it on Insta around the time this episode goes live. But I shared a photo of myself sitting, waiting to board the flight to Ibiza. And I look really pale and really exhausted. And I'm wearing makeup. So I set some intentions, as I like to do every time I go on a retreat or even on holiday. And I had intentions, I had five, I haven't got them to hand here, but from memory, one of them was really, really deep rest. One was around permission just to stop. Another was to really embrace the opportunity to move my body and do daily yoga. I've talked about it, I think, on the show before that something I've been really missing here in Spain is yoga classes. So I've tried a few different, I've tried three different yogas now. And the third one, I think, will suffice. But I'm fine to do Pilates and hit classes and so on through Spanish. Like I can deal and I'm gradually picking up the words that are shared in exercise class. But I find yoga is the activity that I love to do where my eyes are closed. I'm fully going inwards. I'm just 
in my breath and in my body and I'm just flowing, just listening to what the teacher is saying and follow their instru- following their instructions. And that's been really hard because if I'm going to classes in Spanish, obviously I've constantly got my eyes open seeing what the next person's doing and hoping I don't miss a cue for the next, next asana. So I was really excited to really drop into English spoken yoga. <laughs> and so that was a really big intention. And honestly, my greatest intention of all was to know myself, reconnect with myself as someone that my identity and my purpose wasn't solely related to productivity and, and, you know, creating stuff, you know, whether that producing is folding laundry while the kids are in the bath or getting through all my copy edits for the new website so I can do the next thing. I really just wanted to disconnect, almost cut the cords from that sense of constantly needing to be productive and just experience what it felt to be me without that urgency around being productive constantly so that they were my intentions going into the retreat there were nine other people on the retreat with me and really really cool mix of people the youngest was 20 the eldest god i'm putting an age on someone now i reckon about 60 early 60s And everyone was from Europe, which is really cool because I really haven't had the chance to meet that many Europeans, ironically, here. So there was two Spanish, one Belgium, four Dutch and the rest of English. And then I was I was obviously Irish, Irish slash Australian, whatever I am now. So, yeah, group was really, really beautiful. And it actually required quite a bit of surrender. You know, as much as I said, booking it, I want someone else to make all the decisions. When someone else is making the decisions, I'm like, oh, I hope I like this. I hope this is okay. So I did need to really surrender. And I I did battle that a little bit, especially, funnily enough, around food. So Lara explained to us on the first evening what the plan was going to be for the next day. We were going to do yoga at, yoga was at eight, Then after yoga, we would come up to the main area and have a vegetable juice. And then at 10 o'clock, we would have our morning meditation session, like a guided meditation class. And then at about 11.15, we would have, which was she called a breakfast bite. So each morning it was either a chia pot or an overnight oats, a little pot of overnight oats. And then at 11.30, 11.45, we would have brunch. And then we would have dinner at 7 and an afternoon snack at about 3.30 and dinner at 7, 7.30. So when she said this, I was like, no, 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 that's not going to work for me. Like, I didn't say this, but I'm thinking, I need to eat. You know, I need to eat breakfast by 7 a.m. or 7.30 at the latest. There's no way I'm going to last until 11 a.m. to have solid food. So I really sat with that. I said, you know, Lorraine, just try it. You know, just try it. And it actually was fine. I think also because our physical movement was reasonably limited. You know, I wasn't running around after kids or doing big power walks or or weightlifting, it actually worked fine. And the other thing was it was completely plant-based menu as well. And I am very not plant-based day to day. But again, I just said, just flow with it, see how you go. And it was actually fine. I didn't miss dairy, started to miss, miss fish by the end. I was really like kind of looking forward to a piece of salmon or white fish towards the end, but the food served me beautifully. So that was a really, really good learning. So the daily routine on the retreat, as I shared, that was the morning. And then we would have brunch, which would finish up at about 12.30. And then we had completely free time until 6 p.m. when we had our evening activity. So the afternoons were spent, uh, the first day we all had a full body massage, which was included and was beautiful. 
And then we had the option then of working with different practitioners. So I saw three different practitioners, which I'll share in, in a second. So yeah, the daily routine was very similar to, to my own retreats where I make sure that the group has that full afternoon just to really chill and, and, and decompress. So the first day I had the massage, the second afternoon I didn't have anything and I sat down with my Kindle in a big kind of sunbed area and I read, I'm not joking, from 12.30 to 5.30 straight, five full hours. It was bliss and I can tell you I have not read like that for I would say at least six years. I don't remember doing that since Lexi was born. So that was just heaven on earth. I read three books in five days. <laughs> I read three brilliant, brilliant books. It was so good. And and then, yeah, in the evening, we would have our evening activity. So one evening, we had a sand bath. Another evening, we had a it was a transformational breathwork, I think. I know there's lots of different strands of breathwork. It was transformational breathwork, which was quite like shamanic breathwork that I've done before. We had a beautiful cacao experience with live music. The acoustic guitar was just spine-tinglingly be- beautiful. So yeah, we had different different evening activities and then we would have dinner then at 7.30. And I found it interesting, the introvert versus extrovert layer of being on the retreat. So if you don't already know, I am a raging introvert and I found the group was so beautiful and they really bonded. And I found that people either gravitated towards having lots of chats. And I see this on my retreats as well, you know, where people just cozy up on a day bed together and just chat for like two hours. My favorite, favorite thing ever on one of my retreats was this one in Noosa in, oh God, when was that? October last year. And we lit the fire one evening. It was a bit chilly. It was, you know, we were just about able to light the fire. Like we really didn't need it, but we wanted it for the emotional, the emotional beauty of having a fire lit with us. And two of my mentees in the afternoon were sitting down on this huge big sofa and they were reading different books. And then I walked in at one point and the two of them had fallen asleep reading and they were just curled up on opposite ends of the sofa. And I just said, isn't this just magical? Just feeling that comfortable with someone that you can lie and read next to them for an hour and then just fall asleep. It was, yeah, I can still see that picture in my mind's eye. It was really, really, really beautiful. So yeah, it was interesting to see, you know, for me, I really, particularly over the first three days, was just like, I'm in full introvert mode. So that afternoon I just read, obviously was really chatty with people at the mealtimes and so on, but I really did allow myself to embrace that time on, on my own. And I think it's really important when we're doing anything, you know, whether it's a retreat or a holiday or personal development workshop or whatever, just to really tune into ourselves and what we feel like we need in that time and space, because so many of us do spend a huge amount of time serving other people in our lives and our businesses, and it can be almost alien and uncomfortable to really sit with what we feel we need most. So for me, that day was reading for five hours straight and not talking to anyone. I would wave at people as they walked past. But yeah, it felt like such an incredible indulgence and luxury to have the space to do that. So I mentioned the practitioners. So there were, wow, the practitioners were world class on that retreat. Really, really incredible. And so I saw three different practitioners. The first practitioner I saw was... She described herself as a massage therapist, but she heals through her hands. She said she sees through her hands. So she was really able to pick up on some really key things in my body that were active for me. And the biggest thing that she picked up on was 
and she said this is a message coming straight from my higher self, was to really give myself permission to be fully present in whatever experience it was that I was engaged in. You know, this is a classic symptom of doing lots of things and the huge upheaval that we have had with this move to the other side of the world. So really thinking about that that presence. And it was really interesting, right? That was a, a one hour, talked for about 30 minutes, and then we had a 60 minute massage after the chat. And that was the first massage, I reckon, in about, probably since I had kids, it's the first one that I haven't fallen asleep through. I was wide awake for the whole thing and just really present with it. So, and the movements that she was doing as part of the massage, it was like she kept swooshing from my head down my body, like constantly bringing me out of my mind down into my body and particularly into my heart space. So that was a really, really powerful experience. The next day then I had a session. So I wasn't going to see Shambhala and she did one of our evening sessions was an EFT, so Emotional Freedom Technique, also known as tapping workshop with the group. And she worked one-on-one with one of the group and that, that group member had such an incredibly potent experience that I said, okay, I, I want to I want to do this work with her as well. So I said, look, if there's any chance at all, I know I didn't book in the first round of your appointments, but if there's any possibility I could see you, I'd really, really appreciate the opportunity. So she came back and saw me the next day and she came and sat in my <laughs> my little barn and that was one of the most powerful 60 minutes of work in a work that I have ever had she cracked into something that I didn't even know I was carrying and I released it I haven't felt it since then and we really uncovered a lot I really fell I took a photo I took a selfie of myself when I stepped out of that session and I told her you, you changed my life in the 60 minutes And what I see in that photo of myself is such a deep level of empowerment, completely in my feminine energy. And as I explained it to Shambhala, yes, feminine energy in terms of softness and receptivity and flow and all of the things, but also, and I think this is what we often forget when we think about feminine energy, that fierce warrior woman energy as well. I liken it to that birthing energy where I needed to be so soft and yielding and surrendering surrendering to what was going on in my body and for our babies. But at the same time, I needed to be fucking fierce. You know, I needed to step up and give birth to this beautiful baby. So it was a very similar energy. There's a softness in that picture, but there's also a certainty and a power that I didn't even realize I was missing in my life until that session. So that was absolutely incredible. And I've, I've practiced tapping for many, many years. Claire Obeid, who co-hosts a number of my retreats with me and is also hosting in Bali, I know that she does really, really powerful one-on-one sessions with her clients. And I've just never kind of explored that, that really deep one-on-one side of tapping. But that was, yeah, a mind-blowing experience. And even now, what well, it's a week to the day since I had that experience with her, I can still feel that lightness. It's not coming back. You know, that heaviness that I was carrying, it's, it's not coming back. It's gone, which is like, wow, such an incredible gift to be able to say that and experience that. And the third practitioner I saw was a lady called Jules, and she did an oracle card reading, but not oracle card reading like I I'm familiar with whereby you're telling the future. It's more about a deep dive into your current state of mind and situation and business and relationships and really unpacking, what did she call it? 
oh, she calls it spiritual Google or something like that. Like really forensically going into certain areas of your life. And for me, it was business as well. And that was really cool. And really, it was actually really good, I think, how and it just so happened, how I saw the practitioners that they layered on each other. So that was really, really cool as well. So I had some really big realizations on that retreat. And of course, some of those are deeply personal, but some I'm very happy to share with you as part of this episode. And what I really realized is it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I mean, I really do think a retreat is the all. It's full on plugging, switching off, disconnecting from the outside world, giving ourselves that real permission just to drop in and and be in that real feminine energy experience, that 100% spaciousness and, and, and time for ourselves. So that's kind of the all. But then the nothing is when we're racing around, like, as my dad would say, blue arse flies every day. And just in full rushing women's mode, as Dr. Libby Weaver would talk about. So what I was really exploring is, okay, well, you know, what's that in between? Yes, I can't be on retreat every single week, as beautiful as that would be. But how can I keep that alive at home? And I've really been doing that. So it's been an extra incentive to go to bed extra early so I can get up in the morning. I've created my meditation space on the rooftop and I've extended that miracle morning now into yoga. So just 15 minutes on my mat yesterday morning, this morning, it just changes the whole energy of my morning and therefore the energy of my day. So that's been really, really powerful and I'm keen to see where else that can go. The other thing that I realized was, and this was something that Jules shared in the session together, I've talked a lot around productivity and how if we've got like a glass first of all we need to put the pebbles in then the sand then the water because it doesn't work the other way around if we fill the glass up with water there's no space for the sand and there's definitely no space for the pebbles and so what Jules was talking about obviously representing the pebbles are representing the most important things that we need to do each day in my lingo I would talk about MIT's most important tasks however how Jules saw was that well if you take that model and you apply it to your self-care. So the pebbles are those things that really fill you up each day. They go on first, then the sand goes in, and then the water goes in. Because how many of us, we fill our glasses up with sand and we fill them up with water and maybe shake them all about and they overflow a bit. And then we're sitting there going, oh, but I didn't get my walk in or I didn't get my yoga or my time to chat with a friend or my meditation. So I thought that was a really, it might sound simple to some of you listening, but for me, that was a huge paradigm shift You know, how could I set up my day that those pebbles come first and foremost? And then really, if my life is set up in that way and my business is set up in that way, everything else flows better and becomes more sustainable. So it's almost like taking on board my own lessons and really integrating them into the micro planning of of my day-to-day life. I thought that was really, really powerful. The other realization I had is how accessible it was to tap into those that, that experience That retreat was obviously an investment of time and Wade's time as well, because obviously he commanded the ship at home while I was, you know, off enjoying that incredible experience. But, you know, yes, it was money. But if I focus and I I can generate the the revenue that that will enable me to do that. And maybe it's not going to be a six day retreat every time. But is it an afternoon session that I can find somewhere else? Is it something experienced online? It really just made me realize that I don't need to be in kind of the day-to-day, the week-by-week rhythm, I do obviously need to be in it, but there's also ways that I can really access. There's all these incredible experiences and these incredible practitioners that we can access. And of course, it's going to you know cost some money, it's going to cost some time. But even if it's 
tapping into one of those brilliant practitioners that I saw if they're hosting an online workshop for you, a group workshop, there's ways and means, particularly with technology, that we can access these incredible insights. And there's so much out there. You know, I thought that I had done a lot of, you know, the work and the inner work and the spiritual explorations and so on. And I feel like what Ibiza just proved to me is that there's still so much that I could be learning from and expanding from as well. So after, I feel like I came back so rested, so rested, three books read, check. <laughs> I can see it in my skin. I can feel it in my body. I feel like with the business, I've got this real sense of clarity and I don't want to call it motivation. It's like there's a lightness that I feel now that is helping me be so much more focused and and also, you know, productive in the business, particularly coming back with lots of fine tuning and reviewing and checking over things to do as part of this 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 rebrand that we're doing. Yeah, it's just flowing. I am getting so much done each day, but I'm feeling energized by it rather than exhausted by it. It's really quite cool. And I'm more convinced than ever of the power of retreats. I know I've talked about it. I've written about it in my Step Into You book, how I really think over the years, retreats have been my secret weapon, but I'm more convinced than ever of the power of them. And I'm so grateful that I'm getting to host this brilliant group in Bali in October, because there's so much from my experience last week that I'm really going to bring to upgrade that experience even more for them in October. And I'm more than resolved, more resolved than ever that retreats are going to be a big focus of my business going forward. So there may, I'm exploring hosting a retreat in Ibiza next year. Oh my God, can you imagine? So cool. But I will definitely be hosting two retreats next year because again, just being fresh off the experience myself and the benefits that I've had, I know that that last week has charged me up for a year plus to come. Like I know I can already feel that. So I'm, yeah, I'm doubling down on retreats in the business. I love creating them. I love holding the space for women to come and experience those retreats. So yeah, really, really excited for that. As I am recording this, this may change by the time this episode goes live. There is one last spot available on my Bali retreat in October. It's a twin room. So it's yeah, a really the most accessible way of accessing that experience. And there are such brilliant women coming along. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait, wait, wait for this group to come, to come together. So there's a couple of things that there was a few questions that I had on Instagram. Nay Lard said, can you please share how a glimpse of how the retreat supports inner work and your key takeaways? Check. I think I've done that. Someone else has said, do you ever feel any blocks around sharing your inner struggles and being vulnerable? So I think this person is asking this in relation to me sharing on the podcast, I'm assuming. And so, yes, I'm hoping I've got that right. And I think for that, I mean, I don't share everything, of course. I will I will always curate what I do choose to share on here. And I guess I will share if I feel like what I'm sharing. Two things. One, that I feel like I don't have a strong emotional charge to what I'm sharing anymore. If I feel that strong emotional charge, then I know that I haven't done the healing myself on that particular thing. And it's not the right time yet to share it. I will also share if I feel like the experience that I'm having or I've had or I've just worked through is one that is reasonably universal for my community and that by me sharing my experience that that would then help someone else to move through that challenge or situation. So I'm hoping that answers 
that question. Thank you for that one. Ah, Rachel, this is a good one. How do you get over the guilt of having time away? I struggle. Yes, 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 yes. I get it, Rachel. I think for me, and this just comes down to such a simple thing, and maybe the benefit, and Rachel, I don't know you know, if, if you've had this experience of going away before and particularly going on a retreat, but it just comes down to such a basic equation for me. I just consider, yes, it's time away from the kids, particularly, and my business and from Wade and all my kind of day-to-day responsibilities. But I know without doubt that when I come back into the fold of the family, the business, my relationship with Wade, my friendships, extended family, I know that I will be a better, stronger, more empowered, more rested, more grateful. Holy crap, I come back from my retreat so grateful that how can that not be a good thing for everyone else? And, and I think it's also really good. And this is very much my perspective as a parent. So obviously we all walk our own path in this sense. But I feel for me, I think it's really good for the kids to have an experience that, that I'm not there all the time because it enables them to to grow in strength and resilience and to experience themselves beyond, you know, mama being there. And you know, same for Wade as well. And Wade and I have both talked about this. Sometimes it's actually easier when one of us is away because at least you know it's all on you. <laughs> Obviously, the physical requirements are so much more, but that back and forth and that negotiation is eliminated. So you just know it's all on you and you get on with it and you create your own little systems and routines and, and, and off, off you go. So Rachel, that's my answer to that one. And, and I will also say, and this is something I learned in one of my sessions in Ibiza, that guilt, if you think about every emotion that we hold, is it's got a vibration, like it's got a, a unique energetic frequency to it. So love, for example, is a very high frequency emotion. Guilt is actually the lowest vibration emotion that we can experience. So when we are feeling guilty, drawing, it's dragging us down and our, and our vibration down, which means that we are almost like on the same level or the same wavelength as, as other low vibration, people, experiences, situations, challenges. So I think that's as good a reason as ever to, as anything, to really try and release that guilt because it keeps us held down. It's almost like it keeps us anchored down at a level that maybe we're not going to be at our our optimal, you know, whether that's our relationships, our work, whatever it might be. So great question, Rachel. And I hope that that has answered your question, Yadabars, please chat general retreat basics, what to expect, how to prepare, reasons for going, options, etc. Okay, I hope I have answered that question for you as well. Someone else asked, basically said, can you speak to, as part of this, this episode that you do, the difference, you know, what's the difference between doing something like I just did, the Ibiza retreat, and something else that I've done, for example, like Hoffman process, and why would I choose one over the other. I'm just trying to find the exact wording. Yeah. What did it include that was beneficial healing beyond what you covered in the Hoffman process? For example, if people were contemplating Hoffman or retreat, other options, what's been the difference in the offering? I hope that makes sense. Yes. Such a good question, Samantha. Thank you. So Samantha, to answer your question, Hoffman process, I feel worked very much on a mental and emotional level. So how one of the lead facilitator described it on our last day when we were being set free back into the real world. He said, you have experienced what could be described as psychological surgery. And that's 100% what it felt like. None of us leaving that session, that retreat, I think it was 23 of us on that, wasn't it? Yeah, 23. None of us felt the same as when we went in. It was very, very, very deep 
work and work that I'm still experiencing the benefits of now and the awareness of right now. So I think that is the biggest difference. And also Hoffman, we were very busy. Like we started at 6.30 in the morning and we were up at 6.30 for breakfast at 7. And then it was full on sessions all day long until sometimes 10, 11 o'clock at night. So it was very full on and there wasn't as much of a focus on the... There was some spiritual focus for sure when we talk about our spiritual self within that quadrinity model and Hoffman process, but not that space, the practitioners. It was very, very different. And my reasons for going on each were very, very different. So, I mean, I couldn't say go on one or go on the other if you're weighing them up. I think Hoffman process is incredible for releasing the blocks, the challenges, the limiting beliefs, the really deep, you know, even if we had super happy childhoods, that really deep trauma that all of us carry potentially from a young age. So I think it's very good for releasing that and and really having that self-reflection on yourself and your own patterns and really showing up and and stepping into your power to release them and, and face up to them. That was, you know, Hoffman process was very hard work. It was the hardest inner work that I have ever done. It was incredibly confronting. It was maddening. And then equally, it was incredibly freeing and liberating and all the things. Whereas I think something like a spiritual retreat or a health retreat, it's it's just a gentler experience. It's probably the best way to describe it. So I'm hoping, Samantha, that answers your question. That's an awesome question. Thank you so much. I hope I've done it justice. I am going to wrap up this episode now. Remember, if you are listening to this episode before Sunday, the 6th of August, that you have the opportunity to jump in and grab one of my flagship programs. There's four of them available for just $99 in my new site, Flash Sale. And I would really love for you, yeah, jump into the the site, have a look around. We have tested it up to the eyeball. So if you find something, please do let me know and we'll fix it up ASAP. It's so scary putting something so comprehensive out into the world and knowing how much automation and links and all integrations are there so thank you so much for joining this week's episode as always it is wonderful to have you and looking forward to bringing you next week's episode next friday much love i loved having you join me for this week's episode please do connect with me on instagram at lorraine murphy mentor and visit my website lorrainemurphy.com.au for tons of free resources and my reading list of all my favorite books. It would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe and share episodes you love with those that you love. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.